Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome back to the Games for Girls podcast. This next guest, uh, she's someone who is truly brave. That word gets tossed around a lot, but she's someone who um, is actually an NCAA athlete now. Um, She hasn't graduated. She's still dealing with the administration from universities and the politics that comes with it. And I'm so, so excited to have her on. Her name is Macy Petty. She's a volleyball player at Lee University. And here's our interview. Macy, it is so, so good to be seeing you again. Um, we have been involved in the same circle for a while now. And, and of course, both advocating for what, what we're advocating for, whether that's in DC, whether that's at the, at the state level. Um, and you are someone who has just ultimately inspired me. Um, would you mind giving the listeners a little bit of info about you, um, what sports you played, you know, are you still playing? Fill us in. Yeah, absolutely, Riley. It's so good to see you again. Uh, it's, it's been a couple weeks. It's crazy. We used to see each other all the time, but, um, yeah, it's been such a blessing being able to, uh, do this and advocate with you and, and link arms in this way. It's been so fun. Um, So yeah, just a little bit of background about me. I am an NCAA volleyball player. I caught the volleyball bug back in middle school. I loved it. I knew that I was willing to sacrifice whatever I needed to, to be able to continue my volleyball career into college. So I'm sure you had the similar experience, you know, not being able to go to prom, not going on all these fancy vacations, uh, but instead going to different volleyball tournaments and hoping to catch some recruiters eyes because that's where they go to scout out. Uh, the talent. And so at one of these volleyball tournaments, I got there and I looked at the other team. This was in high school. So this was probably four or five years ago because I'm going into my senior year now. And I look across and there was a boy on the other team, um, very obviously male, um, not wearing volleyball spandex or anything like that. And I was really confused because um, I didn't sign up to be in a co-ed league. This was supposed to be a female only league. And the boy teams were on the other side of the convention center. And so I was honestly just really confused. Like this wasn't really a thing people were talking about yet. And there were all these college recruiters around who were evaluating our skills, the things that we'd been working on for years. And um, so we we played the game and this athlete was just slamming the ball in our face left and right. And that's what the recruiters were seeing. And something really specific about volleyball is that men's nets are over seven inches higher than female nets, which is crazy uh, to think about um, playing on a net over seven inches shorter than you should be um, because of your biological advantage. And so I was going to say, it's almost as if they're acknowledging that men can jump higher. That that right there shows you that they know, right? Right. And the fact, I mean, you can take this back, even like the fact that sports are separated to begin with, Exactly. Um, but, but they reflect our bodies. Right. And so that's why a male net has to be, uh, has to be higher than a female net because their biological advantage. Um, but despite that, this athlete was, was playing on this net and it was really embarrassing. And, um, my team and I just kind of assumed that 
somebody was going to speak up, like USAV or JVA, one of these associations wasn't going to let this happen again. Um, and I was wrong. <laughs> I went into my college career, even my freshman year, I got a phone call and they, somebody was asking me to testify for girl sports in South Carolina. And I was so confused. I was like, why do we, why do we need to testify that boys and girls sports should be separated by sex? Um, it just didn't make sense to me. I was like, sure, you know, why not? And I did. And they didn't even pass it. They said, this, this isn't a real issue. You know, this isn't pressing. You're kind of just making up things to complain about whatever. And I was like, well, this is absurd. Um, so that's when I got involved with Young Women for America, and which is a, a collegiate project of Concerned Women for America, and started advocating for them and was actually at the NCAA National Championship where uh, you tied with Leah Thomas. And so we were protesting that, and I was able to speak to a lot of the female athletes there and the parents and, and just really um, just put myself in this new perspective of like, this is really happening and people aren't speaking up for the female athletes. And so was able to kind of uh, amplify my voice and take it to the next level with Concerned Women for America and start testifying in more state legislatures and get involved uh, here in DC with Congress and, and different members of Congress, which was very cool and quite the ride ever since. And so uh, that's kind of where we are now. Well, you're, you, yeah, you actually are in DC right now, aren't you? Um, I am. You're interning with um, Heritage. Heritage Foundation, correct? yes. That's amazing. Um, the way you acknowledge the problem and you question it, right? You're like, is this really happening? I, I think that's very natural when we're discussing something so basic and, and really so common sense. We do ask ourselves the question of, is this, are we really having a conversation about what it is right. to be man versus woman? Right. But and so we need something about it, which is, right. which is, as you mentioned, it's more than the men in our society are doing. It's more, it's a heck of a lot more than the feminists are doing. Absolutely. Um, and so I couldn't be more grateful for your saying. And as I mentioned, you really are someone who's an inspiration to me, um, which is, it's wild to say that, that it's inspirational to say, <laughs> to say men and women are different, but it's, really it's crazy because you yeah. know, at NCAA and, you know, the presidential administration or, or like I said, USAV, JVA, these other organizations, you know, somebody would be putting a stop to this, but no, you know, it's, it's unfortunately come up to, um, to us and for female athletes to speak up for themselves because these organizations aren't just, you know, not speaking up for us, but actively trying to silence us. So it's crazy. You mentioned you, you had some conversations um, with the parents, with the female athletes themselves at that national championships where Leah Thomas was, of course, competing. Um, can you provide any insight as as to what these parents, what, what message were they relaying back to you? Is this something they were okay with? Is this something that um, that bothered them? What what kind of message were you getting? Honestly, just the the feeling overall was just heartbroken. You know, they they watched their daughters wake up at 4 a.m. and and sacrifice so much and give so much of who they are to this sport to get to this day, to this moment. And you know, they had to have been so proud as parents to see um, their daughters just get the unbelievable achievement of even making it to the national championship. Um, but then they had to sit in the stands and and watch a man steal the national championship. And then I cannot imagine what it must've felt like to see their daughters walk into that locker room. Um, so, and we were standing out there and there were so many tears of girls 
Um, it's one thing to lose a national championship, but it's another thing to have it downright stolen from you because of somebody who's cheating and not playing by the rules. Um, and so, but it was, it was another thing to speak to the parents and just hear their gratitude that somebody was speaking up because I know that um, a lot of these girls were being threatened by their schools. And so I'm sure it was, it was good for these parents to see that there were female athletes who uh, were able to use their voice and, and put, try to put a stop to this at the beginning. Absolutely. Well, I can tell you again, from my experience, when, when this was the first time we became, at least myself, right? I didn't know this really existed. I actually had heard of this whole trans issue in sports, but it was going the other way. I heard of women who were transitioning to men and competing with the men. And while, of course, I, I didn't I didn't understand, um, right. it didn't make sense to me. I didn't see ultimately a huge problem with it because it, it, it didn't affect anyone in a way that someone's opportunities were jeopardized. Right. Um, and so, so that's the only way I had become aware of this. But when it happened to us and we were directly impacted by the whole Leah Thomas thing, and we were able to see you guys on the ground with your signs supporting, that was huge for me. Provide perspective for people who, who, you know, they, they say it's, it's not about the trophy. It's not about winning. So what you didn't get the top spot on the podium where you lost your scholarship. And, and I agree, right? Life isn't about winning. It's, it's not merely about holding the tangible object of the trophy, but there is so much more value to sports that people don't realize it, especially if you've never played sports. Um, there is so much more than athletic achievement. And so can you kind of provide perspective on, at least for you, the, the transferable skills you develop, the relationships you develop, and what that looks like and how it really is more than just winning. Yeah, absolutely. I um, have definitely learned all kinds of things that I wouldn't have apart from apart from sports and some of those things I'm just now realizing now that I'm entering my professional career, you know, there's things like working together as a team for a common goal or being able to communicate and, and overcome um, different trials and miscommunications and, and different things like that. Those are all things that you have to learn when you're on a team and you're, you're fighting for the similar goal. I was even talking to my dad last night and I was so scared because I was talking to him. I was like, dad, I have to figure out how to get a full-time job soon. I'm going to have to make all these phone calls and write all these emails. And I was like, wait a minute, this feels a lot like my recruiting process four and four and a half years ago. And so even just some of those really specific um, transferable skills that are paying off totally long-term and I'm sure will continue to pay off. Um, I'm, there's some statistic out there that blows my mind every time about how most of the top executives that are women played sports. And it totally makes sense. It, it gives you this sense of confidence and what it really means to work really, really hard for something. And so going into a little bit of a different perspective, you think about people, even like you, who worked so hard for this goal, but then had someone able to steal it away just because of his biological sex, because he was allowed to exempt from the rules. So I would like to ask those people what that's telling these women and these girls um, about their place in society and what, what that means for a man to be able to so easily steal something from a woman. And um, I don't know, it's, it's very interesting to me that, that that's not being talked about. Well, I love that you mentioned that because it really changes the frame of the argument because a lot of the left, again, I, this issue has become political, right? Uh, it's, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm general, generalizing when I say the left, because at the state and federal level, it is the left who's opposing this, but the left, they say our argument is anti-trans, but the way you just described it about, about what about us? I, I think that's so powerful as women. What about us? It doesn't, it doesn't 
it's it's not anti-trans it really is a pro-woman argument and right. the way that this this again the left had once embraced the feminist movement and now they're doing everything they can to deny women of opportunities and, and of safe spaces and locker rooms and changing spaces and prisons and sororities and and the list goes on it really is a pro-woman argument isn't it it is. It is. And first, I would like to clarify that this is has never and will never be about excluding trans athletes who identify yes. as transgender from sports at all. I think that everyone should have an equal opportunity at pursuing sports. But just because you identify as transgender, you're not exempt from from basic rules of the game that you have to play according to your sex. Um, but uh, specifically about feminism in general, um, I'm a, a big believer that men and women are different. Um, not just biologically, but who we are and how we're created. And uh, I think that's something that the feminist movement has lacked these past several decades um, in honoring what it means to be a woman and, and the fact that we are different from men. And man, is that manifesting now when, when they're trying to keep this single standard, even when it comes to sports, because we know men and women aren't different. And that is very uh, evident in sports. And that doesn't mean that one is better than the other by any means, but we need to create spaces where they can both flourish. And that only happens when you let men play against men and women play against other women. Absolutely. Um, Macy, I recently, <laughs> I recently saw you in the news for, for something a little different than what, what I typically see you on Fox News on or Fox News for. So would you kind of fill, fill us in on what you were doing on Fox and what you were talking about? Um, because I was incredibly interested to hear this. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was a new one for me too. I, uh, had never used this this new AI technology, right? And so, um, yeah, after I started speaking out about it, I got some phone calls from professors saying I better not start using it when I get back to school. But I I was kind of playing around with it, and I had seen a reel from the night before that was it was talking about how. Um, we need to embrace this new technology because if you don't, you're going to quickly fall behind. And, and so I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. And I was, I was, it was uh, national women's sports week. And so I was trying to compile all of these thoughts into one tweet and make it be under the character limit. And so I, I asked chat GPT to, to shorten it for me and, and create this tweet that'll be within the limits. And it came back and kind of gave me a slap on the wrist and say, you know, we're not going to promote exclusivity. We need to be inclusive. And so um, I'm not going to do that. It wouldn't even consider helping, you know, formulate this tweet. And so it was crazy to me. Um, I, I mentioned it on that, on that Fox uh, interview, but as female athletes, you know, we're standing up against big tech or we're standing up against NCAA and we're standing up against the administration. And now we're having to stand up against big tech. And it's, it's crazy that all of these things are just denying absolute biological truth. And I was like, kind of made the joke of, whoever was programming this AI must have forgot to put, you know, biological truth inside of it and tell it that, hello, men and women are different. And it's not being exclusive uh, to acknowledge that. That's a, that's a good point. You know, we as, as 20 year old girls, some even younger than 20, um, 17, 18, 19, these girls were being asked to to stand up for ourselves yes we're adults right when you when you cross over that 18 years old you are an adult and i understand we're adults but there still feels like there should be people protecting us especially when you're playing a sport like your coaches and like your your athletic directors and your administrators and different things but it's such a such a valuable consideration to understand what you're asking us to do and that that is asking us to stand up to one of the, I mean, the largest sport 
governing body, the NCAA, you're asking us to stand up to big, big tech. You're asking us, I mean, that's a lot to put on the shoulders of young girls. And so it begs the question of, of you know, where are the men? Um, what, what, has, what have you noticed culturally? Have you seen a culture shift in men, especially those of parents and coaches, as I mentioned, who are supposed to be protecting us as girls? Have you, have you seen that cultural shift? I think that they're just scared. They're, they're bending a knee and they're, they're also bowing down to this ideology because they're, they're scared of what the opposition can do to them if they don't. Um, people like Charlie Baker, I'm going to say his name, NCAA, um, these, these big organizations, I believe wholeheartedly, especially in the older generation, um, they know exactly what they're doing. Younger generations, the people even younger than, than you and I, um, this is being, you know, preached in their ear from a very young age. And so I never um, would like to blame any of them, uh, specifically these younger kids who I believe are absolutely victims of this ideology. Um, and they simply don't know better. But you cannot convince me that anyone in these governing organizations doesn't know better. They know exactly what they're doing. And they are they are choosing to bow down to this ideology rather than protecting women. Absolutely. Um... I think my last and final question for you, again, me, I know you, I know your heart. I know there's no hate in your heart. What role has your faith played for you? Um, has that been instrumental and in, in kind of understanding this topic and understanding how to advocate for fairness for women and ultimately fairness? I mean, this is this is more than just women. It's it's the issue of denying of, of objective truth and biblical truth. Um, so what what role has your faith played? Yeah, well, obviously, as an NCAA athlete, it is not an easy thing to speak up about. And it's something that I was um, honestly kind of reluctant to do at first. I will never forget spring break. I was uh, getting pizza with my mom and I was standing in line and I got a call from Young Women for America asking me to testify on the girls sports issue. And I would have to um, I probably shouldn't. even. Uh, it's fine. I got a call from Young Women for America. And they asked me to testify on the issue and I would have to miss a volleyball practice. And that is kind of unheard of. Um, <laughs> you don't, you don't miss volleyball practice, but we are out of season. Um, and I, I was just like, sorry, no, I can't and hung up. And I was standing there with my mom and I felt like I was going to throw up. I couldn't explain it. But I was like, mom, I don't know what it is but I think it's the Lord telling me I need to call them back. And so I called my coach and I said, coach, you have every right to tell me I can't go, but I just have to tell you what's going on. Is it okay if I go? And she said, absolutely no question. You have to go. I agree. And so I called them back and I was like, yes, I can go. And, and so I, I testified and the very next day was the NCAA swimming and diving national championship. And so I truly believe in my heart that that was the Holy spirit telling me that he was calling me to this fight and that I needed to call back and, and give them a yes. And so ever since it's kind of been this trajectory of, of being um, more involved and just seeing the Lord call me to this and man, the confidence that that can give me uh, that I didn't have before of just knowing that the Lord who literally was the one who created male and female 
is on my side and he can move mountains. And I have confidence that he will give me the words to say when I, when I am speaking and that uh, he will continue to provide opportunities and, and other things like that. And so it has definitely been a game changer, just being able to lean on that and knowing that it doesn't matter what the NCAA says. It doesn't matter what the presidential administration says. I have the God who can move mountains on my side. And so who am I to be scared? Who am I to say no um, or to, to bow down to anything but the Lord Almighty who created me? So <laughs> that seriously moves me so much. Like, tears in my eyes. Um, it's so powerful to hear that. And you're, you're exactly right. Um, we have a God that's who we will ultimately answer to not big tech, not the NCAA, not the Biden administration, surely not. Um, and so to hear you say that, to hear how he has, how he has moved through you, how he has his hand on you and how he has his hand on us in this battle. Um, again, myself being a Christian as well, the Bible tells us, it prophesizes, we will go through a time where our yeses are no's and our no's are yeses. And I wholeheartedly believe we're living through that right now. Um, but the Bible also says we're on the winning side of this. And so Macy, I couldn't be more grateful for you, um, for your stance, for your fight, um, especially, hey, you are still an NCAA athlete. That's what people <laughs> don't realize. You have put yourself on the line here. Um, even myself, I cowered, right? And, and when I, by the time I spoke up, I was graduating. I was a senior. I had nothing to lose. You have a lot to lose. You have a lot on the line. And so, so being one of the few, actually, probably, probably one of the only who has actually been outspoken, who has been on the ground, who has been doing everything you can to fight for us. And when I say us, again, I mean us as women. I mean us as a society, us as a culture. So we're no longer denying truth. Um, that's incredibly inspiring. And you're, you're truly a role model to so many. And so I couldn't be more grateful for your time here on the Gains for Girls podcast. Riley, thank you so much for having me and so much for the kind words. Uh, you have also been such an inspiration to me and in, in your bold voice and your strong voice. And I can really just see the Lord working through you and, and inspiring so many other uh, young women and old women alike. We got some gray hairs that are looking at you and and so thankful that you are continuing the fight that so many, so many started even before we were even born. And so thank you for your boldness and and your um, compassionate fight and and for this um, and for women everywhere. Macy is someone who should inspire us all. Uh, she's a young girl who's taken a stand ultimately for the truth and for what's right and for what's fair for more than just herself. She's fighting for that next generation. Um, how can you listen to that and not be encouraged to, to do the exact same? Thank you for listening to the Gains for Girls podcast. Check us out on outkick.com, Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we look forward to seeing you next Wednesday. Mm -hmm.